All right, hey, this is Unwhite You. Hello. Uh, Unwhite You, we are a group of um, a handful of white guys, uh, four right now, who are trying to discuss whiteness and what it is, um, the myths that surround it, and kind of the lies that we believe as white people um, that give us excuses to not care about uh, what white people have historically done to black people and continue to do black people. So we're trying to remove the wool from uh, white people's eyes about the situation of the world, try to travel some distance. Um, and so that's what Unwhite You is. We're going to be having discussions about um, issues touching the world and really specifically trying to analyze um, racism in America and across white countries in the way that they target black people and anti-blackness. Um, we recognize that we are not experts in this area of discussion, that there are you know, countless people who do a better job discussing these issues than us, um, but we think it's important as white people to speak out against uh, anti-black racism and oppression. Um, and so we are doing our job, uh, our best job, to try to discuss that and try to have honest dialogues where you can see white people who aren't perfect discussing this, going through the process of saying stupid things, uh, responding to those things, and hopefully coming to a place where we are having a better understanding and articulation of issues. So that's a whole bunch of stuff I mentioned. Essentially, we're white people trying to talk about white oppressive racism that has been a destructive force throughout the world and continues to be one today and hopefully like bring some options of change like some solutions possible solutions to better the world and bring it to a place of less of the oppression less until it's completely gone obviously is the goal but you know we want to do our part as much as possible to first change ourselves and then help others maybe change their perspectives and work on themselves as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as often as we have solutions, we will try to articulate those solutions. Um, it really is kind of incumbent on all of white people everywhere to think about what we can be doing about this. And so even in areas where we don't have definite solutions, you as a listener, if you're a white listener, uh, need to be thinking about how you can grapple with this issue and do something meaningful to impact it. Um, yeah, our ultimate goal would be action and uh, like getting getting you know white folks to a place where they're actually like actively taking responsibility for like white supremacy, racism, and themselves, and uh, you know helping out or not helping out, but like. Um, you know, and uh, making the world a better place for black folk <laughs> who've gotten thoroughly screwed <laughs> by us. Yeah, so that's basically who we are. We'll probably have a better articulation of that at some point down the line. This is our first uh, episode of Unwhite You. Um, now, uh, as far as who we are, I'm Liam. I'm Jay. I'm Steve. And I'm Paul. And uh, so in this episode, um, we're going to talk about um, the ideas we hold of ourselves. 
um, you know, considering we're an active part of this equation as white people, um, you know, um, figuring out who we individually are. Uh, so, um, like, our, you know, I think this idea was brought up because in discussions with some, uh, quite a few white folk, um, you know, on social media, um, it's, it, it, it would seem that most, a lot, probably most uh, people would view themselves as this, like, autonomous, separate, like, my thoughts are my thoughts, no matter what, like, people, other ideas don't influence me. Um, especially, you know, like when it comes down to the discussion of like, you know, like, do I, do I have racist tendencies? Could it, could it possibly be that, you know, there might be racist ideas that I hold or, you know, like, so, uh, we want to tackle those issues and tackle the view of self, um, (laughs) in as much as a podcast can hold. So, uh, so basically, you're saying, uh, critiquing this idea of individualism, um, right, where a person is uh, yeah. almost like a self-contained, self-created uh, person who's made the choice of believing every belief they have and who's made a choice and holding every value they have, and as opposed to thinking about the ways that we are influenced by outside forces to create the person who we think of as ourselves. Uh, is that a good summation of the idea that you want to grapple with? Yeah. Um, and like specifically how those factors um, go into, you know, um, uh, our views uh, or like our uh, opinions about racism, our opinions about, uh, you know, just the state of black society, uh, our attitudes, just like a lot of who we think we are, like kind of figuring out, okay, where does that stuff come from? And like, what makes up who we are? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's really easy to um, just not acknowledge what, uh, <laughs> how affected we are by our society, like everything around us. I was just writing about it this week that like, everything like everything we owe to you know like good and bad we owe to our the generations before us it was all made by them and so for white people we're so directly connected to all these generations before that did all did and are doing but really it's visible to us what our past generation slavery is obviously wrong you know but like but that all it's all handed down from generation to generation and um i just uh, yeah so for me it's like it's so it can be so easy to overlook how how much we're affected like m- mentally but also financially and everything and how much the other side like black people are negatively affected in the same um venue so i want to add to that and just like mention like the idea of like when you're born like well Uh, Paul, you had mentioned about, like, um, you said specifically being passed down and, like, for example, the, the study of, like, epigenetics, uh, says, like, you know, that there's, like, memories (laughs) from, like, previous generations, like, and, like, specific thought patterns and stuff that are passed down through DNA. 
like there's some animals apparently that can like go like they they can recall stuff from like <laughs> years and years like from generations, generations pr before yeah. like you know i forget like what it was but it was like, it was like a shock crazy experiment. Yeah. yeah so they had a shock experiment where they uh not i don't remember the animal but yeah they were definitely shocking mm -hmm. an animal um and every time it was linked to an action let's say it was to go get a certain food a certain colored food this is not exactly the experiment but remember that there the it's true that there was an animal that was getting shocked when it did a certain things we're gonna pretend that was food. So every time this animal goes to get the food, it gets shocked. And they build up this response to the food so eventually they don't have to shock it and it still remembers. Then that animal has children, like, and they find the same response to the, like, food in those children. So an unconditioned behavior in the children um, remembering, like, the conditioning of their parent generation. So yeah, definitely, definitely can pass down those behaviors Conditioned behaviors based on trauma or based on uh, whatever, you know, is going to condition that response. And, like, if we know that, like, previous generations have an effect, then just from the jump, like, just from being born, we're not born with, like, a blank slate, you know? Like, we're not born with a blank slate. We have things we got from our parents. We got, like, we, we inherit attitudes. We inherit mindsets. Uh, you know stuff and and even like just feeling or like you know like deep inclinations or feelings and stuff like that are like captured from our parents and shit you know yeah. <laughs> uh like like recognizing like that from the get-go like so no blank slate <laughs> we inherit our, like various mindsets you know even if you don't aren't about the epigenetic stuff if you got racist parents <laughs> you know or well or like you know even if like it's like common said when you're young like that stuff is pretty like pretty a big deal <laughs> influential to your to personality development you know, at a very young age, even right or wrong, like if someone says something racist and you're just a child and you don't have a grid for what they're even saying and you just start repeating it as if it's something not wrong to say. Yeah. Like, I remember someone saying some type of a joke when I was young and I had no idea what they were talking about at the time. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, dang. Like, I didn't think that was wrong. I laughed at it because I had no idea that it was how racist it was or how, like, negative that the connotation of that joke was. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, like, as a child, you're moldable. And that's, yeah. you're basically a, a fresh little brain to be programmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, totally. No, if you don't uh, know about epigenetics... I would suggest you learn about it a little bit. If you look up Dr. Joy DeGruy's work on post-traumatic slave syndrome um, or disorder, um, she talks about it a lot. Um, now, uh, obviously, without knowing about epigenetics, we're talking about the idea of like the individual and our sense of being this like self-contained, self-created person. We can get all the way there of disproving that without the level of epigenetics at all. So I would definitely encourage you to look at that. But yeah, the example Jay was just giving is an example of just conditioning in early life behavior. And so you have all these forces that will hit a person and affect all the things that um, create their identity. When we think about who a person is, we usually think about their behaviors, obviously, which are going to be linked to their values. 
Um, it's going to be linked to their habits. Um, and it's going to be linked to certain like thought frameworks of seeing the world and a lot of different things. And all of those things um, aren't just like selected at a buffet of ideas when you're growing up. Those are ideas that are impressed upon you by parents, by schools, by media, um, by all these inputs. Um, and so at the end of the day, when you get to be 15 or 16 and you think you're really growing, and then again, when you get to be like 25, you know, you got all these stages where people think that they have like totally arrived at, you know, the pinnacle of maturity as we go through life. Um, when you look at who yourself is and you think of all these values, um, it's really hard without being really intentional about it to uh, pull the, pull apart the differences between your conditioned self, the part of you that is conditioned to act a certain way that believes certain things just because they were impressed upon you versus the person that you're choosing to be. Um, and the person that you're choosing to be is far more important than the person that you've been trained to be. Um, but but to even get there to acknowledge that those two things could exist comes with like really addressing this idea that we are just complete individuals and socialization doesn't happen to us. And to add to that, like this idea of choice, like choice, like, like we think we're like, like it can be easy sometimes to think, oh yeah, you know, our choices are just free. Like we have free choices, like, you know, and like, like we've had, I, like I've had talking to one guy once and he was like, yeah, uh, you know, I'll just, I just actively choose not to be racist. And that, and then that's what he used as a, as a defense to say he's not racist. Well, okay, it's great, but like, that's, that sounds good, but like, you really think your choices are your own? <laughs> like, I mean, we, uh, in our society today, um, you know, whether we see it as white folks or not, uh, we live in a very white Euro and Eurocentric like society, like even so, like by the age of you know whatever, like you know when you're when you're young, you've already probably watched films, you've watched TV shows, like there's a lot, like even the fact that like in like your kid your kid TV shows, it's a white uh, protagonist, you know, and then. Um, no mention of black folk, <laughs> no, whatever, like, black people aren't even entering into the picture of, you know, like, little kid stuff, like, I don't know, do you, do you guys know any, like, little kid shows that are, like, pro-black, like, if, they're yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're getting better, but, like, if you think back like, to our childhood, and then yeah. especially think back if, like, in your childhood, you're watching your parents' cartoons, and then you're just right. watching straight-up racist propaganda, you know, if you... Yeah. Like, Looney Tunes, if you grew up and you're white and you watch this, like, and you're around my age and I'm in my 30s, you probably thought that was all hilarious and amazing and did not see all of the racism. But now you can, like, there's so many episodes that they'll never rerun because of all the super blatant racism in those cartoons. And then, uh, so you have the one that's completely, like, non-erasing, but just absolutely offensive and racist. And then you have the level where it's like, okay, we're not going to do quite as much of that intentionally racist stuff where it's, you know, uh, you know, depicting people of different races in these super offensive ways. Um, then you might have like what uh, Steve was talking about, where you only have these stories of white protagonists. 
Um, and if you think about like the majority of Disney movies, like think about how long it was before there was a black princess, you know? Um, and speaking of Disney movies, just as an aside, before that you had Pocahontas, which is super offensive, you know? Um, Pocahontas was raped and, you know, like should not be depicted as if she was, you know, having this free choice to fall in love with this oppressive, uh, colonizer. Anyway, so you have like, you know, this myth version that's maybe attempting to do representation. I don't know. Uh, but then you like, I don't know. I'm going to just say like 20 white savior type. Yeah. White savior in that anyways. But then you have like 20, 20 princesses and you finally get to a black princess. Uh, you've got animal princesses basically before that, you know, it's just, it is absolutely ridiculous. So I, I do think that uh, representation is getting better, but when we're talking about stuff relating to our peers, um, anyone around our age group, you've already experienced all that childhood conditioning and you experienced it before they had fixed or started to fix because they haven't fixed it yet, but who have before they really started trying to address that. And I guess my point in mentioning it all is like when we talk about choice is like choice is still like under conditioning and under uh, subconscious framework. Like, like whether we're aware of our, th- our thought patterns or not, we're ruled by them. Like there's a ton of people out there who study the mind, who study both, you know, like, like the, t- the parts of the mind. They mentioned the subconscious mind is developed early and they mentioned that it rules your life. <laughs> like that's kind of like the basic gist. So like if you got a subconscious mind filled with images that only have positive things about white people or if it's black people it's associated with like violence uh or like even like like honestly like if we were look like even rap music like a lot of young people be listening to rap music i love rap it's like one of my favorite genres but i'm saying if you listen to that and think oh yeah hey like the way they're talking about like <laughs> shooting each other up or whatever and not having an awareness of the of like certain parts of of um you know what has been called black culture like you would think oh yeah you know like you get a mental image in your mind of like this is what black people are like and then when you make choices like based on your preconceptions of things are you really making choices or are your (laughs) or is your conditioning making the choices for you like you know also like with that like the opposite side like we're also programmed to have this false idea of this great white men of history that have done all these great things and conquered and built and you know like history has been designed in such a way at least in america and european countries and you know i'm sure it's being infiltrated into other countries as well about like the progress that white people have given to the world so you're looking at like these white people and if you're a child growing up in the church usually i mean there are different versions of jesus but usually it's a white image of god or jesus or you know and so you have this idea of like this higher image whether it's through history or through religion or through television or through just like people being in your life the people that you're used to like you're getting a program of 
something and a lot of it is not necessarily yeah. gonna give you a the right perspective yeah i mean with that you've got just like a quick comment on that if you remember megan kelly talking about like how we all know santa's white you know and he's a mythical person and her offhanded like remark about that uh so aligns with the way i used to feel and think you know when the first first time someone suggested to me that Jesus could be black, I thought they were just being absolutely ridiculous. You know, not because I have any reason to stand on to say Jesus is white. Um, I I didn't have that at all, but it was so, yeah, so programmed to me that it was definitely white. You know, it was like, I I was like a hundred percent sure he was white without having any reason to be sure. And I was obviously wrong. Yeah. And it's those unchallenged assumptions and those like unchallenged, like, concepts of of how we view ourselves and how we view even i mean when you view a god structure or a god ideas as white you know like you got a pretty good you got a pretty like the whole nature like if god is your deal you know like you got a whole structure now of white being creating reality you're sitting comfortably in that reality as his child (laughs) and uh you can conveniently like ignore the rest you know like ignore the rest or or like it's, it would be easy to but like like no that's the type of stuff that's kind of one reason why we're kind of starting at this spot you know like even even if we wanted to help black people as white people if we have a mind uh you know if we don't tackle ourselves first it'd be like the christians going into africa and then in the name of christianity going and destroying their civilizations <laughs> you know like and uh, and just completely destroying cultures, which to this day, Christians are doing, <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, like, and this isn't just even a Christian thing, just to be clear, uh, you know, like, this is, uh, this is, <laughs> you know, religion in general has that, that thing, but, uh, uh, you know. I mean, I want to go back to one thing that you oh. had said. Uh, one thing you had brought up a few comments ago was about rap and I know you don't mean it this way but uh I want to add a layer to the conversation about rap leading to stereotypes about black people um rap and hip-hop started uh being super super intelligent super conscious super aware super about social issues super about um things going on where there was this level of like theorizing and analyzing things all of that was really a huge part of rap and hip hop. Um, then you have like the management of white companies managing who becomes big in hip hop, and, and sing, right, sing songs, who they promote, what the messaging is, the imagery, all of that. So, um, so you have a, obviously this leveraging of this certain kind of rap where you have, you know, even you even have white people doing the same kind of rap now. Um, but where it's just, you know, you have a lot of rap that's not edifying in any kind of way. Um, and that's not to say that you can't have that kind of like rap that is raunchy or whatever, but when that gets, when that gets funneled narrowly as the only expression that gets, you know, backed by these main players in producing who is out in the front, then you get this certain kind of produced um consumable rap product that makes it to white people 
and influences those stereotypes, those anti-black stereotypes that white people hold for black people. Additionally, I think one of the biggest ways that our minds, especially, again, if you were around my age, um, were conditioned to have anti-blackness and to have these views where black people are, uh, black, black people are violent, black people are dangerous, black people are poor, black people are in proximity to drugs and to gangs all the time, you know, like all of this. And so much of that came out of movies. And, uh, you know, you have movies like The Blind Side. And politics. Um, well, for me as a child, you know, I wasn't really in touch with politics. Yeah. Um, definitely would be in politics, 100%. Um, but, but just thinking about like, even news. Childhood programming. Yeah. Childhood programming in movies, you know, how many black people are just a random gangster in a movie where they don't have any speaking part and they're just there as a bad guy, you know? Um, how much of the time do you just have this racist white protagonist uh, and black bad guys, you know? So often. Um, but then, yeah, you also have the level of the news, which continues to reinforce your, like, your thoughts again as you're a child and you first start to watch the news you feel like you're kind of being a little more responsible and you're like trying to learn about the world as it is and think about serious things you're not entering into digesting the news thinking i need to be careful about the lies they're about to tell me you know you're thinking narrative that they're trying to write or post like people in like right so you're super susceptible you get inundated with those images again where you have a lot of uh, terrible representation of black people um, in media. Over glorifying even the most worst criminals that are white. Like, speaking of them in such different tones of voice. Right, right. Like, like recently there was the white, uh, white racist terrorist who stabbed a black man and was described as a sharply dressed, you know, guy. Yeah. You know, in you know I in the headline did this. It's just, you know an it's angel crazy another do something this terrible like right like, i can't believe this white well-dressed young yeah. man another guy had killed a bunch of people was called like this angel like what happened to this angel you know like uh and yet when black people do stuff wrong they're usually uh any well do stuff wrong or honestly if they are the victims uh, you know, they just get smeared with being, you know, related to gangs or they have this criminal record, all this. And there's so many layers to that narrative that make it make it work to condition white people. But to bring all that back, you know, the idea that you as a growing person will grow up to be an adult, <laughs> not having sat down and spent hours and hours trying to work through the the conditioning that you've received about black people and the way that this white country and white history books and white news uh, media holders and white uh, movie makers, that the way that they have presented black people to you without it digesting that uh, and sitting with it and working through that for hours, you're going to come um, to whatever place you are in life with a very, very shallow idea of what's going on in this space and how to actually view this. And it's something that takes a lot of attention to begin to contradict these myths that, uh, as Steve said, there are unchallenged assumptions that we have and we've carried and they've worked for us for a long time because we, as white people, usually spend time with white people. And we don't have to deal with this stuff. Like, right. One thing is, is like, like, you can go back to the founding, like, 
quote-unquote founding fathers of the U.S. who said that this country is for white people, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, they, this country is built for white people. We have a system in place to see that for white betterment. Like, we don't have to think about economics. We don't have to think about... We don't have to think about a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff as white, white folks. Like, like, there are so many things that are just, like, handed to us with being white. Like, so um, we... As white folks, we don't have to think about this stuff. We don't have to think about, like, what's affecting the black community. Why? Well, we don't have to deal with it. But does it make it any less of a problem? Or does it make it any less evil or <laughs> awful? Uh, no, it doesn't. You know, so, like, like that initial, like, oh, you know, if, you know, if, if you have an initial reservation, we'll just know, hey, yeah, it kind of makes sense because you haven't had to deal with this stuff. Like, this isn't something that <laughs> you, it wasn't on the, on the radar that you'd have to be thinking about this stuff. Right. Like, and it plays in, and that plays in perfectly, the, the ability of white people not to need to know this kind of stuff. It just makes it so that those unchallenged, conditioned beliefs uh, just continue, you know. And so we have a lot of white myths in, in America about black people and about black, white people. You know, starting with the Founding Fathers, we think these are great freedom-loving heroes who are just, you know, had such, you know, high-flying ideals that they decided... Not we in this group, like, we as in, like, what we're talking Yeah, we <laughs> white people. Um, when the fact is, you know, that these were slave-owning, rich, wealthy, terrible, terrorist-type people, rapists, George Washington, you know was wearing living slaves' teeth, you know, like, slaves had their teeth removed so he could have a set of fake teeth, you know, like, the terrible, terrible people, you know, every one of them. So that, like, is so foundational. Every news organization talks about the Founding Fathers like they're the Bible, you know. And they gave us this just infallible constitution that's just so... You know, we've got to uphold this glorious document that's given to us by these glorious men who, you know, were, yeah. I mean, I, they don't go into the details of like no. the, the evil, dark history that is behind that document and the people who wrote it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. Which does absolutely lead to the question about like, what should we do with that document? And how should we <laughs> approach this governance? But to not get into that, like, bunny trail to... Maybe another, another podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... Uh, but. To, to just think about, like, the myths. Like, you have this myth about whiteness. White explorers. White, uh, you know, thinking about white people as explorers and navigators. Uh, as opposed... Or, or conquerors, settlers. but even thinking of conquerors, settlers, when actually all of those people just described are violent, murderous, evil people that if they came, like if those people came across you living in a home and they could kill you and take it and rape your family, they would do it. You know, that's the level of people that like we idolize in the founding of our nation, you know, like in the expansion of our nation, nation, uh, and then, on the other hand, you have all the myths about who black people are that are completely unfounded. Criminality being one of the biggest myths, the most, the most weaponized myths, you know, one of the myths that backs most of, like, so much of the harm that is wielded against black people. 
I just want to say something too uh, is like to add to that, like like when we kind of like as a kid where, you know, you, you receive positive enforcement towards like a white image, like that had like and in history books, you know, like the white image is upheld, but we're entirely silent when it comes to uh, black folks, except that they were slaves like like we um, in America have like very little education in terms of who black people were prior to being taken from Africa and made slaves. They weren't like slaves in Africa. We're not talking about like we took slaves from Africa. We're talking about we disrupted civilizations, uh, destroyed civilizations like that were <laughs> like vi- like advanced civilizations, you know, with thousands of years. Yeah, with econ- like with, you know, like active economies like and uh you know like uh like democratic ideals like in their society like you know and there was like order and peace for what seven thousand something years like you know like black people have been around for a very very long time more than seven thousand years of course but i'm saying like you know there's a lot more to the story than like what we're Right. allowed to uh learn in uh school like at least i was in public school and we didn't learn any of that stuff it was just like oh the first thing you kind of hear about is uh like black people are 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 bad or like implied bad and, and uh you hear the slave story like you'll hear some version usually watered down of like a slight like slave narrative <laughs> you know like of oh yeah black people were were slaved but doesn't even they don't even really take responsibility for it it's kind of just like an i don't know it wasn't even anything that was even highlighted when i was growing up it was like right just not given the attention it deserves that's for sure yeah one, one thing that i i kind of wanted to bring up as well you know the whole criminal criminal like criminalization of image that they try to put on black people it's like but when you actually look at the history history of white people's like criminality and all the crimes of whether it's like you know governments or mobs or gangs or you know like just so many different things or just like people raping people or all the different terrible things that white people do it's not like when you see at least the program seems to be that when you see maybe not for everyone because there may have been some people who have been raped by someone they have that that experience but like you don't like go up to a white person oh my gosh you know like as a white person i'm speaking as a white person because i'm sure black or people of other races probably have different thoughts but like as a programmed white person i'm not instantly going up to someone and maybe the rare occasion i would think oh this person's a rapist or this is a killer or i've got to be careful around this person it's like oh you know like it's not my instant instinct whereas like with the programming of like having you know like the news as a child giving bad images of black people or you know just like the programming of white is good and you know black is not good all the time (laughs) you know like I don't know. There, there's that uh, quite a bit of criminality, not quite like a ton of criminality within white history, and then it, a lot of it is glossed over as like, 
oh, these people are the saints. You know, like, I think recently there was someone that was sainted in California who was a rapist. And that was part of, like, part of committing genocide against native people, I believe. Yeah, so it's like, I don't, and then we celebrate Columbus Day. Like, this is something that actually means anything to us right. like also a rapist, anything good also a genocidal maniac also <laughs> yeah. helped with like slavery also uh, yeah. myth in history that is still totally has false <laughs> yeah, like, still, has his, still has a holiday in the majority <laughs> of places like in america so yeah it's it's crazy you know like we're propped up on all these lies and false ideas of so many different things yeah i guess like for me when thinking of the topic like, I want to paint the picture and to be clear, like, it's, it would be almost like the Matrix. Like, when we view the white experience, like, as a white guy, virtually every aspect of our lives is conditioned by previous events. Like, everything that we're experiencing, like, like, if you were raised in suburbs... Like, if you were raised, if you, your education, your socioeconomic status, like, everything that makes, like, white people as a whole, like, we find ourselves in. And we can't escape from that. Like, like our, our nervous systems are programmed a certain way. Like, we, we as people, like, what we view as, what we view as difficult, what we view as, as like, just the very core of like how we would describe even some of our like likes quote on like likes and dislikes or um you know just like some core like various core things of who we are as people like is very much tied into uh like the reality that we found ourselves in like like me myself i wasn't raised in an inner city i was raised in suburbs small town outside of uh milwaukee uh where you know where (laughs) to quote my my parents you know the 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 black people weren't there to you know bring down property values and and bring violence you know (laughs) like like so i was raised in uh, what was deemed one of the safest places in america but uh you know where did that come from how come black people aren't experiencing that kind of suburban life you know like you never think about that stuff or like how come i received the education i did how come i learned the things i learned how come i didn't learn the things i didn't learn how come like 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 we we think of education as like this you know quote unquote standard education you know where like like that idea even of a standard education you really think that like like this is like like a guy named Amos Wilson like talks about this like so look up some of his stuff on economics where he he talks about like education like you really think the education you're receiving as a white person is going to be the same education you're receiving as a black person or the same education you're going to be receiving at a uh, at like a it's kind of like a prestigious college versus an education at a uh, tr- uh, what a trade school or you know something like that. There's different types of education for different people, and you know when you live in a society that places people in society like like black people, 
they're not taught to be business owners. Hell no. I don't think most people are taught to be business owners in the public system. But like, you know, when you're not taught to be independent, you're not taught to make wealth, you're not taught like all these things you're not taught. What what ends up happening is you're taught to be a part of and a, a, a maintainer of what currently is like. So, you know, we th- so standard education. Well, it's not really standard. We're just like integrated into a society. And then we we now all of a sudden through education, you know, posing as being uh, objective and posing as being like, well, just not being honest with its intent. Like we end up thinking we're getting a good education. We're we're raised thinking, oh, yeah, I know this. I know this stuff, you know, and like then you live your life and you know, kind of just accept it. (laughs) But like, you know, like, it just doesn't even work. Like, it's it's not like that. Like, my point is, I guess, just like, in so many different aspects, I would say every aspect of our lives as white people, there's factors involved that have came to where like, we're, we're being molded into who we are, like, and our experience is the way it is. And the music we like is because of a certain way. And the list can go on. You know, like our likes, our dislikes, our tastes, like even what we like to eat, what we don't like to eat. Like there's just the conditions. Conditioning is like pretty crazy, you know. So like that's why I mentioned like the matrix. Like when you have a web, a system of reality, like a framework of reality that like kind of tells you who you are and tells you your place in in this world and doesn't doesn't tell you to think for yourself doesn't tell you to like establish power and wealth for yourself or to think you know or like to like maintain thoughts that may possibly go contrary to what <laughs> to your upbringing uh you know like you're kind of just dealt with you you just kind of take the hand you've been dealt with and go with it, you know, versus, you know, dealing again and saying, hey, you know what, I'm, this is a shitty hand. We need to like, we need to do better. Like, because clearly right now, if our education and our, our, the white experience was so good, why do we have all of the injustices that be happening? Why are we killing the planet? <laughs> you know, why are we, why, um, when people like, why are we like so often numb and, um, and, and just not in tune with everybody else? Like, you know, like, like, like being in the suburbs, I didn't have to know what black people were going through. I didn't have to learn all that stuff. I didn't, I didn't have to deal with hunger and, uh, all that jazz, like all that shit, (laughs) you know? So, um, just saying, okay, well, who are we then? Like, who are we? Like, if we're to, if we're to like, you know, like bring ourselves to our core selves, like, who are we? And how can we start uh, seeing ourselves apart from maybe like the limitations we currently view ourselves at? Like, if that makes sense. I don't know. People have thoughts on that. Well, I just, I, I know, like, in this conversation, we've been kind of talking about, like, uh, how we are products of 
our environments and the systems that have been built up before us, products of our parents, products of a lot of different things. In, you know, all of this, there is a lot that like we've been programmed by. I mean, there and in in some ways we're not saying that there's no uniqueness to each individual because everyone has different experiences and sees things through their own eyes and through their own families and through their there are unique experiences to every individual but even in those unique experiences they've been influenced by so many different factors and systems that we do need to dive into and actually contemplate and the main reason we're having this topic or subject conversation about this subject is because there are so many systems and so many things and factors and things that we don't sit and contemplate or think about or even we don't have to think about them as white people and it's important to stop and sit and think why am i doing the things that i'm doing or why am i not thinking about these things or if you've never heard about these ideas why have I never heard about these ideas or why have I never considered these as, as ideas? And then, you know, like find something because there's bound to be plenty of like <coughs> things that you have been maybe programmed by that are not beneficial to the whole of society or that are actually detrimental to black people or people you know, black people or um, just, you know, you being in a comfort zone, maintaining the system that is at play. Like we need to constantly be as white people considering <coughs> what is affecting us and how what we're doing is affecting others. Um, and I know we're getting close to the end of the this episode, but um, I think there's a couple more people that have some stuff to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, in our conversation, we bit off a little more than we could chew as far as all the different directions we try to dive into. Um, and we've definitely demonstrated how messy our conversations can be um, in a lot of threads. If you've been paying close attention the whole time, you know, you've heard a lot of threads opened up that haven't been totally tied, tied up or fully developed. Um but yeah, essentially the, the concept that we want to convey or talk about um, is just, yeah, that simple idea that who you are and who you're, where your behaviors are coming from and the things that you are thinking, they're not all self-created and that you're not an individual in the, like, in the sense that we like to think of individualism in America where it's like, I'm my own person, I think for myself, I make my own choices. And that my choices are made without your influence or without outside influence. I uh, wanted to really clearly impress upon any listeners that your, your possible choices that you're even considering are limited by your inputs that you've experienced. And your, your likes and your inclinations, those are going to be heavily uh, influenced by uh, your inputs, uh, your past, you know, all these conditionings. Um, and then your value system. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about, and I'll just you know mention briefly, is is also this system of autofilling certain unknowns. You know, we deal with a lot of unknown things in our lives, and there's almost an autofill function that exists to fill in the answer for things we don't know. And um, for instance, if people haven't asked the question, um, white people, if they haven't thought about the question of like why are black people more poor or why do black people 
experience more violence from the police, the racist autofill answers uh, to those questions pop up right away because they've been conditioned. Um, those aren't popping up because you've thought it through and you've come to those conclusions, but those ideas will offer themselves to your mind in that moment because of the conditioning. And they will say, black people are getting killed more by the police because they're more criminal and black people are more poor because they're more lazy or just not as intelligent or not doing enough. And those are flat out lies. And there's a lot of history to hundred percent prove that those are lies. If you can't just feel that on a gut level and know it just from interacting with any black person or knowing the facts of history, but you can look into American history. You can look into the data today and see how that is absolutely untrue. But um, I think that autofill function that we have really demonstrates how this kind of thing can happen. Another thing I wanted to touch upon is the way that when we are called out for doing something racist or behaving in a racist way, there is this automatic, violent, intense moving force that is absolutely no. You know, it says absolutely no, it's impossible, it's impossible that I could be racist. The exception is people who embrace their racism. Uh, and are like, oh yeah, I definitely am racist, you know, and I hate, you know, I hate all these X, Y, and Z people. Um, but, but for most of us, we like to think that we're not racist and don't have any racist inclinations and don't have any racist behaviors. And yet, if we live long enough and we live around anybody who's not white, we will eventually do something that gets described as being racist because we've been conditioned this way. Um, and then when that happens and there's this huge reaction that says, no, that's impossible. I'm not racist because X, Y, and Z. Um, it just shuts down the conversation. And again, it, it treats us like we're this, this individual who's conscious of every aspect of who we are and is 100% conscious in all the decisions we make and doesn't see how one of our decisions could possibly be being influenced by these past conditionings that we received. Um, it can be a lot of ignorant things that can be said. It can be just acts that are acted upon based on myths. It can be uh, insensitivities based on things we haven't had to think about. There's a lot of ways that racist things can happen without us consciously choosing, you know, I'm going to have this racist thought and then I'm going to act upon it with a racist action. Like that's not the only way racism happens, you know, so... Um, I, I think that's one of the major things we want to talk about with the idea of this individualism, the reason this plays into everything, which uh, Steve brought up kind of at the start, is to think about how individualism, um, a, a false concept of individualism basically hinders our ability to, to really understand the world and understand our, our behavior in the world and to then make better decisions. Um, if we can't address that piece and understand that we've been conditioned and we have blind spots and we have stuff that we need to work on that it wasn't us just making this choice in a vacuum, but um, comes from somewhere that's going to take time to unravel and not just a not just a quick mental decision. Um, if we don't think through all of that, we're not going to really come fully prepared to change in what we need to change on. Um, uh, Paul, did you have anything to add? I know you've. Yeah. Uh, kind of been quiet for a while. Um, one thing I, well, I feel like with one reason that we as white people have become to think of ourselves so individualistically is because we inherently like with 
acknowledging all this stuff comes so much responsibility because like as you mentioned like there's still such a financial gap between white families and black families and like and all like there's on on so many levels there's such a gap and and it it kind yeah but it, but it's direct result of the slavery of the of the generations after the slavery it's it's just because white people have really never intended to make it right we've never like ever made it right and like like there so i i feel like as a white person for myself like it's easier to see myself as just an individual and not carry that weight of the responsibility of my ancestors you know the 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 actions of my ancestors but it's I, it's unrealistic because I'm also carrying all the benefits, all the finance, like all, uh, all the privilege that I walk around with every single fucking day, you know, like I'm, I'm carrying all that around. And so like for me to disacknowledge all the responsibility, all the pain that other people are in because of that same exact comfort that I'm in, like that, it, it, it just, it's a complete denial. And so like, so I, yeah, I, f- I feel like I feel like us wanting to be so individual is really just like a a buffer, a blanket. Like we're trying to like, like protect ourselves from the reality around us. But really, honestly, I would rather be awake to this nightmare than asleep to reality. Like I don't want to go back to sleep. I'm not gonna go back to sleep. Like people that are listening right now like you may be sleep you may be like waking up that might be why you listening to this stuff i don't say i'm woke you know but like i'm not gonna go back to 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 disacknowledging what is happening right in front of my face like every day you know i could (laughs) i could go back to my little white family my little white culture like i could surround myself in that again and within six months or a year i'm sure i'd you know like uh, feel comfortable again you know and wear all that but but no like like it's just not worth it like i i personally <laughs> yeah it's my ancestors put like i i blame them you know like but i but i take responsibility because it will be my kids who blame me. Like, if, if if we don't fix this, because we as the white people, we stole, we usurped all the power. Like, so much of the power on this planet is stolen. And so, like, we now are in the position to own, like, we're the one... Obviously, anybody could make it right, but, like, the people with the most power have the most power to make it right, you know? So, like, we... It's on us. The onus is on us. And, um... Yeah, I, that's it. I guess it. Yeah. Um, just to kind of, well, I want to add on just a uh, kind of a thought, kind of related to what you were saying, Paul. Um, like people who study the mind, like they, like they note that uh, our minds and the connections in our brains, the synapses between, like you know, that make a memory, are uh, sensory based. Like, so you have memories that are, um, you know, they're wired into you, you know, so like, like, you know, when you think of home, for example, okay, um, maybe as a white person, you think, you know, suburban home, or you think of coming home to a, a white family, 
or you have certain ideas, your own experiences that make up who you are and it makes up your framework. Like, and so, um, you know, when hearing that other people aren't experiencing that, like it's, it's pretty natural that uh, the, like the images that you've experienced don't just stop being there. Like, you know, so like, just like when, for example, someone non-white goes home, they might have a, um, surely probably a different experience of, and a a different like visual in their mind, a different (laughs) idea of what home is or a different idea of what, and I'm not saying um, that there aren't some, you know, wealthy black people. I'm not saying all black people are a certain way, but I am saying that as white people, we have a uh, unique experiences and we have unique connections in our brain that uh that were you know were given to us by our white society and so we have a script running based on our experiences of like hey this is what the world is like and you it's pretty damn easy to assume that that script is the same script for everybody like you know because when you uh when you um cling to your own thoughts and whatnot you think of certain things but not everybody shares those experiences, you know. I'm pretty sure that somebody living in downtown Chicago will have a very different experience and a set of ideas running through their brain at all times than a white guy from from a suburban little little town, Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, like. So what's the what's the significance so, with that? How it plays into it? So significance is when your memory set doesn't involve being harassed by the police when your memory set doesn't mean um that you go down to go go down to the store and have to deal with uh microaggressions or deal with looks or deal with people calling you the n-word like i've (laughs) we've been like we've been with our black friends where you know we've seen some pretty darn rude people you know that didn't have anything good to say uh and would just say shit just because our friend was black you know, like when you're a white guy, you don't have to deal with that stuff. You don't have to like deal with the the historical racism that America has been. Like when you're drawing from that memory base, you know, of yeah. course you're not gonna like. It, it makes sense that you're not gonna understand this stuff or so like your vision of cops is. Oh, those are the nice people who I sometimes <laughs> hope don't give me a ticket. Like they're the people I hope don't uh, pull me over but besides that i'm happy they're around and i will call them if i'm in danger and they smiled at me when i was a kid and came to school and were nice as a white person that might be your experience as opposed to a black person who sees the cops and more accurately defines them as the abusive uh oppressive system that they are you know where you, that they could be life enders family ruiners you know that there's a very very different uh person yeah and um and so okay um you know like as the quote is you know like a a man is what he thinks about all day long okay so like if you have this script running through your head and you're thinking certain thoughts based on your experiences like that kind of makes up who you are as a person like it's not deep down inside who you are but like that's who you think you are like because that's the the mental database you're pulling pulling your information from okay so then on white you what we're what our goal here is then to f- recognize those things recognize that hey you know what 
maybe if we're going to understand these issues, we probably need to draw on other information outside of our experiences. We need to draw on other information outside of our education, which, by the way, was written by white people, catering to white people. (laughs) Um, And we need to draw on information from people who actually (laughs) do experience it, you know? So, like, like, if you don't have anybody black in your life, like, find somebody black, you know? And... You know, and and honestly, like, uh, find like, find somebody who has gone through stuff, who has you know gone through like or like, I don't know, like like, I've talked to plenty of black folks who've you know who've had a bad shake, uh, <laughs> with uh, like different things that's happened to them in in our society, like, and so if you can find those people and who could give you some insight as to like what it's you know what it's like apart from like a white perspective like if i could uh if i could just give a caution like a like put some bounds on that there are a lot of ways that white people could try to do what uh, steve just said in a bad way like don't don't seek out black people to do like all of this mental labor and explaining for you however if you don't have any black people that you know um and if you live in a place where black people exist um you should begin to rearrange your social life to where you'd be in circles where you have a chance of making some friends who are black and then i i would caution trying to make it specifically about learning uh, because that would require teaching and really black people don't exist to teach white people and you know they shouldn't really in my opinion be under assault for that but if you just if you just in your mind think about like it's weird that I don't have any black friends and that I'm not in these spaces with black people when there's black people who live in my city um and then begin to rearrange your social life to be in those spaces and to be open to those friendships where those things can naturally happen eventually you will get to the place where uh, if you get to a place where the black person really trusts you, you're going to be doing, you're going to be hearing a lot of things you wouldn't otherwise hear. Um, you're going to be, be getting confronted with a lot of things you wouldn't be confronted on. Uh, that obviously wouldn't make up 100% of the relationship. If you want to do something a little more direct, um, maybe try to do some workshops if you want to just like learn about experiences where people aren't necessarily going there to teach and talk about that kind of thing. Um, I just think that and even what I'm expressing, I don't feel like it's a full good solution for what Steve is talking about with trying to uh, relate to black people. Um, I would just say that that space is a little bit fraught with uh, a lot of ways that you can do it wrong. Um, so really, really think about like, uh, is what I'm about to do like kind of messed up? Like, am I about to try to present myself like I want to be in a friendship with this person? But really, it's all about me learning. Am I you know, trying to just take this person's time and assume they want to all of a sudden talk to a white person about this issue, you know, and to try to like weigh out kind of feel out the social, you know, rightness or wrongness about what you might be considering as a solution. Um, don't, don't let like uncertainty stop you, you know, like worst case scenario, you'll do something wrong and you'll get corrected for it or you'll, you know, in retrospect, realize that it's wrong. But at least on the onset of being about to make a decision, keep in mind that there are, there's more to think about besides, I want to get better at addressing my racism. Black people know about racism. I should go talk to 
a black person about that. You know, like that there's there's more to, to the equation of how black people might possibly inform your life as a white person than just those few thoughts. Yeah. I guess my point personally was like find being active in real like in deliberately um, breaking out of your own memories and your own frameworks like break like like when you know that society has been kind of programmed for you as a white person like intentionally finding experiences and intentionally finding like things to fill your mind with that wouldn't be something you'd be able to just like fall back on your on your experience for like like uh read black authors you know like there's so many things so many excellent black authors out there like black music and black like black culture movies too it's all like i know for me like my my heart was really softened by just like like anita baker and like just different different stuff different black artists and and people that like to start to like just like wow like, like yeah i just I've, i feel like you start to connect on a on a on a level that when you're numbed by white consciousness like is takes some time to like soften up so i totally agree yeah um so um just going over a very 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 overview a uh, quick overview here so we we uh we um we determined that uh we're not separate from our environment we determined that from a, starting at a very young age even at the day we were born um there's been factors that have been influencing our thoughts um our mental images um there's been factors that determine like what's allowed to enter our brain what's not allowed to enter our brain um how we view ourselves um, how we view others, um, especially black people, and um, and then um, being honest with those factors, um, and then finding uh, new ways or finding just any ways to uh, get outside of our comfort zone or get outside of um, what we're familiar with based on our experience and to take black people at their word that their experience is a lot different than ours and uh, to start like digesting that truth um through um exposing ourselves to you know uh various parts of black culture black people um again as um as was uh, liam mentioned um you know like not being weird about it or or like just (laughs) like trying to use black people for their knowledge and stuff um you know but rather like in honesty and truth like truly seeking this stuff out like get, like we we must get in within ourselves to say hey like let's slow our brain down let's slow our thoughts down and um like really like deep like think about this stuff deeply like and to be honest like we we want we're everybody here it, we're interested in honesty we're interested in like understanding both like ourselves and we're interested in in um understanding those who don't <laughs> happen to have uh pink skin <laughs> you know we're just definitely interested in 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 their lives too and so uh we want to be honest with all that data and then move forward in action to uh shift minds and then <laughs> you know actually help the black community yeah um 
and just as a part, a final parting word as we wrap this up, um, I think we, in the midst of this discussion, uh, I think what we talked about is good to talk about. And I think at the same time, we demonstrated to you how not expert opinion, you know, like how, how we aren't experts in this. And we are clearly not the best at discussing it. But if you liked it, and if you want to hear this kind of thing, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we'll be trying to post uh, every week, probably with a length between about 30 minutes and an hour. And we'll be continuing to discuss um, really uh, anti-blackness in the world and trying to address a lot of white myths and figure out how white people can begin to turn our behavior around so that eventually, maybe like 50 years from now, uh, white people can have 50 years of history of having been actually good actors in the world by, uh, by and large. Um, but yeah, uh, so a lot of things I think we discussed that should lead to conversations. If you guys have questions, uh, feel free to comment uh, those questions on our YouTube video. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to us in iTunes, you know, go ahead and rate our discussion if you liked it we're new so if you didn't like it just don't rate us <laughs> uh but if if you do have thoughts concerns though uh um you can uh shoot us a dm on instagram um and um on our website we will uh post our email address and stuff too so um so yeah we'll we'll get our contact information together um <laughs> in a future video or a future podcast too uh but it, it'll be on our website too so Cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.